Hello and welcome to Chatting, a podcast where people chat about how they learn and use English. My name is Sam, I'm a CELTA teacher and a performer and I have a particular interest in pronunciation and expression. In each episode, non-native and native speakers will chat about their experiences with English, share their advice and, at the end, I'll give some pronunciation tips for you to take away and practice. So, ready? Let's get chatting. This episode, I'm chatting with Claire. As we were online, you might hear a bit of a delay or the ghost of a question, so don't be scared. We chatted about the link between French and English, the pronunciation of the word the, and the idea of a sound bath. But first, I asked Claire to tell me a little bit about herself. Uh, I'm from France, or from France. I never <laughs> know the pronunciation, the right pronunciation. It's your choice. Okay. <laughs> I grew up in um, the Touraine, the Loire Valley, uh, up to my, uh, I was uh, 20, 20 mm-hmm. years old. Then I went for my studies. I studied actually uh, at the university uh, in my native town uh french uh, i'm sorry english and german mm-hmm. so applied uh foreign languages we said wow. in, in france and then i moved more like a tourism and heritage uh course uh communication as well and um most of my jobs were in uh, tourist okay. offices in northern france as press officer or communication or even secretary of the um, director i enjoyed the the promotion part of my job, you know, and the history, the heritage of the city. Did you work with a lot of different nationalities or were most of your tourists English speaking or how was the mix of people you saw? Uh, in Northern France, the foreign languages that you can meet uh, are, of course, English because of the proximity of uh, Great Britain. There is this connection. And uh, and there is Brussels as well, so th- it, there was as well Netherlands. So the two cities where I worked, so in Lille and in Arras, the most common uh, foreign languages was English anyway. Mm-hmm. And we, we had quite a lot of German tourists as well. Uh, so tell me then about your English. When learning English at school and university, and maybe even now, what do you find easy about English? For a French person, English is quite easy because of the proximity of certain verbs and certain words. So yes, I I, I studied English uh, first of all at school, of course, and I chose German second languages because uh, my grandfather uh, was prisoner in Germany. Oh wow! During the Second World War he escaped from this working camp it was a working camp and then after he decided to learn german because he was not angry about german people and i found it was so nice so mm-hmm. that's another story um <laughs> but about about english i tried to have both languages um the same level but it's true that I really like English and I like to practice English and I used it more in my professional life. And 
today my daily life. So we, we have some uh, American friends. My parents met them when I was a child and they kept contacts. And mm. so I was an au pair when I was 17. Only two months, you know, but it was very nice to go there. So it was in East Coast of uh, United States, okay. in Maine, Boston, but the, the, the rural part around Boston, it was quite far away. But um, so I was an au pair with a two years old old, I remember. And then I had a few holidays, days with my friends. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for the, you know, learning part mm-hmm. today. I am speaking English every day. So yeah. let me ask you the opposite question then. What do you find difficult about English as a language? Maybe nothing, but maybe something. Of, of course, I, I would say the pronunciation, the accent, because French is a quite flat language. I mean, for French people, but I would say, like, yes, uh, compared to other languages. And that's the most difficult part for me. The pronunciation, because, I mean, if you want to speak uh, in, in a daily basis, you can always manage to find some easy words and, you know, to be understood. And for me, the tenses, it's not, it's not so difficult because I am good at French grammar and so on. And it helps me a lot in my uh, languages. But it's the accent, because sometimes you are saying a word to a British or American people and they don't understand you and you are repeating and you say, OK, that I'm sure it's not the good accent. Oh. Yeah, sometimes it happens, but okay. uh, I don't speak like that. Some French people are speaking like that and I don't know if you can hear the difference. Yeah. What are you doing to change the sound? Less accent Mm -hmm. and I don't mind the 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 I made the and yeah no very flat but it's difficult for me actually (laughs) (laughs) I I have to force myself to speak like that but sometimes I I find it's own I am disappointed that people can recognize that I'm French (laughs) but um I find it tricky. I would like to be just like, mm, nobody knows, but it's impossible. <laughs> but do you think it's important to take out your accent and be more like a native speaker? Do you think that's important? Maybe, yeah, to be just like seriously understood and seriously considered. You okay. know what I mean? Hmm. And sometimes uh, I can feel ashamed uh, to speak with um, other people that even French people that I find are very at ease with the languages. But it's a very French behavior, I think. And people, the French people are always so critical. It's, it's, it's not good because you should be just like, okay, speak as you speak and make the effort and that's good. And, uh, but I, I don't know, it's, it's this French... Um, yeah, judgment, I would say, that I don't like. That's, that's me. So apart from pronunciation, is there anything else you would improve about your skills, your English skills, if you could? Uh, vocabulary, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I like some words. I had a very academic learning at school. And when I was at the university, but it was, of course, on purpose because it was the subjects that I studied, mm-hmm. but I studied uh, history, economics, yeah, in, in English mm-hmm. and in German, but in English. And so I have quite like, I learned some very 
academic expressions, quite difficult verbs, but I like some daily, very daily basis words. And, uh, and, but that, that's it. I mean, that's the thing you are learning when you are living in a country or when you are an au pair or it was quite useful, you know, because there was these words as well around childhood um, to take a nap, to have, all the, you know, all this uh, vocabulary. But when you don't practice after, of course, you are forgetting some things. But um, yeah, I, I would say I need still some vocabulary, of course. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Final question then, Claire. What advice would you give an English learner to help them? To have uh, any kind of opportunity to speak English and don't be ashamed to, 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 to speak. It's better to make some mistakes that don't speak at all. Um, watching movies, watching TV in English, I think it's very useful as well. Even radio sometimes, even though you, you don't catch every word, but you know, it's like a sound bath for me. Uh-huh. It's very, very important. Yeah, really. For example, you know, you always know some English uh, songs, of course, because there are so many songs. Now that I'm using my English every day, I can catch some other words in the song that I already knew, you know? Uh-huh. I say, oh, that's easy saying that. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's encouraging, you know? And that's the proof that when you are bathing in this English sound, Every day, it helps a lot. Do you sing with the songs now? You know more of the words. Yeah, quite so. Yeah, that's right. It can it can happen. I like to sing. <laughs> Good for you. I think it's important to sing. I love this idea of a sound bath. Claire's idea of a sound bath is so inviting. Listen to an English radio station or a podcast like this one, as often as possible. And just like the lovely warm water of a bath, let the sounds of people speaking English wash over you. So this episode's pronunciation tip is about the two different TH sounds, TH and TH. Tricky, aren't they? Well, the best thing to do is to practice the difference in an exaggerated way, bigger than usual. You might feel a bit silly doing this, but I promise you, it will help. First, find a mirror. Have a look at what you're doing. Next, put the tip of your tongue between your teeth. You should only be able to see a little bit of tongue in front of your teeth, not the whole tongue. For sound one, try to blow air through your teeth. Don't try to produce any particular sound, just air. Gentle blowing. This is bigger than necessary, but it's good to understand the sensation. From this position, try saying thanks. Bigger than normal, but we're just practicing. For sound two, stay in the same position with your tongue between your teeth, but this time, Try and make a buzzing sound. Notice, do you need more air or less air? If you're using less air, great. If you're using more, try reducing the amount of air. To practice this sound, 
Try saying there. Finally, let's practice the two sounds in one sentence. We'll say the sentence slowly first to emphasize the two differences. That thing there thanks this thing here. This sentence helps you to change between the th and the. Try not to move your tongue too much. The trick is the amount of air. More for th, less for th. When you're ready, we can do it a little bit faster. That thing there thanks this thing here. Over to you to practice. So there we are. The transcript of this episode is available to read on the podcast's webpage, so take a look. Join me next time for more pronunciation tips, more advice, and most importantly, more chatting. My thanks again to Claire and for her music. A massive thanks to the wonderful Mara Carlisle. Bye for now. Thank you.